Well, hello. You must have forgot something. You've peeked your head back in the door of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop for another random curiosity, much like the random curiosity we talked about earlier with the bonus episode of The Sandman on Netflix. You get a bonus, bonus episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. And right now, I just wanted to do a quick episode talking about my thoughts of episode one of season one of the HBO series House of the Dragon. This, the much-anticipated, long-awaited prequel series to the Game of Thrones series from HBO. And, you know, Game of Thrones was such a beloved series, a a very polarizing series. Uh, I know a lot of fans were really excited about this, whether they loved or hated how Game of Thrones ended. I'm a little on the fence of how I feel about the ending of Game of Thrones. I just wish George R.R. Martin would finish the GD series so we could see what was really meant to happen. Uh, maybe it's exactly like it was in the HBO series. Who knows? But at least if he if he just finished the series, we could end all the debate over whether the end of the series was rushed, whether it was good, whether it was bad. But regardless, like I said, everyone seems to be really anticipating, really excited about this new prequel series uh, based on parts of the novel Fire and Blood. I have to say my first impressions of this first episode, and like I said, I'm not going to do this for every episode. If they have some big time episodes that really need uh, commenting on right away, I think I'll do this, but I'm going to try and save my breakdowns of the season as a whole for after the series is done. We'll do a a season one breakdown of House of the Dragon, but I did want to kind of go over uh, some of my quick thoughts on this first episode, and I enjoyed it. I really liked it. One of the things I thought was really cool is they started off with dragons. That was the big thing with Game of Thrones is everybody's like, when are we going to see some goddamn dragons? And uh, we finally got some dragons. Uh, But we start off with dragons right away. I I, I had to say, some of the CG doesn't feel like it's advanced much from Game of Thrones. Uh, Some of the CG... uh, world building like of King's Landing doesn't seem like it's advanced that much. I I don't know. The CG seemed a little off. I'm hoping that develops or or maybe I'm just uh, maybe just not remembering Game of Thrones right. But we get dragons right off the bat. I loved how they didn't try to recreate the open of Game of Thrones. Uh, I liked how they did something simple and different. It didn't feel like Oh, this is just, you know, them trying to to cash grab on Game of Thrones more than they already are by trying to do a similar open to House of the Dragon like they did with Game of Thrones. Although I did like how when they they had the dragon Princess Rhaenyra is is flying through King's Landing, they introduce just some of the notes from the Game of Thrones theme into that into that score that that took place during this dragon flight through king's landing so i thought that was kind of cool um one of the things i I did uh, enjoy about this was the cast i thought the cast was really good Uh, i thought uh, patty considine as king viserys 
I, I thought he does a really good job. Matt Smith, he's just a, a scene stealer. The guy is so charismatic. Uh, my, my wife is not a big fan of his, but I think it's more because of the characters he plays. He really plays kind of uh, smarmy, assholey characters sometimes, like he did in Morbius. He was one of the bright spots in Morbius. But uh, but I really liked Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen. Reese Ilfans as Sarah Otto Hightower. Uh, I, I really enjoyed him. Graham McTavish is always a, a pleasure to see him on the screen uh, like we see in The Witcher and he's done a lot of voiceover work for especially like Castlevania and things like that. He did voiceover work for the uh, animated Witcher uh, special that they did. So uh, really a lot of great actors involved in this. I did enjoy the young actress they had playing Princess Rhaenyra, Millie Alcock. Uh, although we're not going to get a full season with her, I'm guessing, because they have two actors playing these two characters. They have Millie Alcock uh, playing the young Rhaenyra and Emma Darcy playing older Princess Rhaenyra, and then the Alicent character, Emily Carey, is going to be is playing the younger version that we saw in episode one, and then Olivia Cook is going to be playing an older version. Now, I've never read the source material. I mean, I've read some of the Song of Ice and Fire series, not all of it, because get the thing finished, George R. R. Martin, Jesus. I've not read Blood and Fire. I, I've not read much about the Targaryen War of Secession, which is known as a Dance of the Dragons. I know just enough to be dangerous on it, but not enough to really know what I'm talking about. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. I don't know if I'll be able to read the whole book by the time the series ends, but it, it's one thing that I really kind of want to study a little more is this history that we're kind of seeing unfold that, that comes from parts of the Blood and Fire book. Because there's some aspects that feel kind of like uh, HBO and the showrunners are trying to do like woke Game of Thrones. And I'm not one of those people that if something I don't like is is on the screen, oh, it's just woke bullshit or anything like that. Uh, I do want to see the original work. I, I do want to see the source material represented as accurately as possible on the screen. And if they're changing aspects of characters, uh, I, I know they're hinting at a relationship between Renera and Alicent. I, I don't know if that's in the book. If it's in the book, that's fine. If it's not in the book, it just feels kind of like uh, I'm being forced to somebody's agenda. And and that I, I don't like that. They kind of play into the down with the patriarchy stuff. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, given the fact that Renera is a female and she is heir to the throne, she's going to be queen when there has not been a Targaryen queen. It's always been kings. Uh, that's an easy point to make. You don't really have to come and say it out loud. And they, and they practically say it out loud uh, to begin with. So that felt a little forced in a way that it didn't need to be forced. I mean, it was all right there. The whole story is about a woman doing what is not supposed to be a woman's place in this world, and she is breaking the rules. Uh, you don't have to tell me down with the patriarchy. Just let it play out. So there are some interesting things, how they're going to handle various uh, modern social issues in this series. I'm interested to see when they kind of do the time jump, when they switch from uh, Millie Alcock to Emma Darcy, and when they switch from Emily Carey to Olivia Cook in the... Uh, 
uh, Rhaenyra and Alicent characters. And one of the other things I really loved about this uh, series is that one of the showrunners is one of the directors that directed some of the biggest and best episodes of the Game of Thrones series, uh, Miguel Sapochnik. Uh, he directed Hard Home. He directed Battle of the Bastards, The Winds of Winter, The Long Night, The Bells, all the big battle episodes that uh, that just were so fantastic in Game of Thrones. He's responsible for those. So you'd like to think that he's going to bring some of that that big game feel to the series with some some episodes that hopefully at least meet the bar he set with those those iconic episodes he did and and maybe surpass them. I know the the first episode really Game of Thrones was a song of ice and fire. It could have been called a song of titties and decapitation because <laughs> there was a lot of decapitations there was a lot of people losing limbs and there were a lot of titties in game of thrones and they have uh they have kept this series on track because there were plenty of titties and plenty of people losing limbs and heads in this first episode so they they didn't lack for that in uh house of the dragon and one thing that i was not disappointed i i did enjoy this first episode and i think i'm going to enjoy the rest of the series but it just felt like it was missing something that the first episode of Game of Thrones really gave you. That kind of wow factor. In the first Game of Thrones, we had the introduction of the White Walkers and in and everything that was going on with that. And just when you were done with the episode, you were like, oh my God, what is next? I can't wait till next Sunday when the next episode comes out. And that's how it was for a very long time with the Game of Thrones series is it just had a wow factor that left you wanting, craving, needing, grasping for more. And you tried to speed through the work week just to get to Sunday, just to get to that next episode. And I really didn't have that feeling when this episode was said and done. I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm interested in a lot of the characters. I'm interested in the story and where this story is going to head and how they're going to treat this story. Uh, it just didn't have, like I said, that wow factor that I was kind of hoping. And maybe it's a little naive to think they could catch lightning in a bottle uh, again like they did with the first one. But at the very least, I think this is going to be an enjoyable series and really excited to see where it goes from here. Like I said, I'm probably not going to do this for every episode. Uh, if they have a, a hard home type episode or a uh, Battle of the Bastards type episode or the Long Night type episode, big grandiose action set pieces or something like that, something where a WTF moment happens in the series, I'll probably do a little random curiosity about that but uh, for the most part i'm going to try and wait till the series is over and kind of give my overview of the season as a whole once we once we get to that point so i want to thank you for taking a listen to my thoughts on episode one of season one of house of the dragon on hbo uh you can find out more i'm always uh posting articles and giving my two cents on our Facebook page, Odds Bodkins Curiosity Shop on Facebook, as well as trailers to the latest movies and uh, series. So check that out. And no matter where you listen to this podcast, please leave a review. Five stars would be awesome. And, and share it. Please share this with uh, people you know that love horror, fantasy, and sci-fi. So until next time.